2: Something you don't see every night: first-hand accounts of real-life exorcisms
0: from Catholic priests trained by the Vatican. They say they've seen demons in action. Take a look. It's your first look inside the house known as the Portal to Hell, a place where demons supposedly brought havoc to their helpless family in Paris. We're taking the story. Reports suggest that demons drove a family in their home.
2: Grace Gallagher has the details. Grace? Late Night Legends, Internet Podcast Radio Show. I am here with the wonderful Nick and our special guest, Emar Gorga. Esteemed author <laughs> and uh I don't know, do you wanna give details about your book? I feel like you would, uh be much better at it than i would
1: (laughs) sure i'm uh mr gorga i am the author of demons among us shocking real life stories from the paranormal and uh it's uh, currently uh it has it has reached uh, amazon number one bestseller and uh yeah if you get a chance pick it up you'll be completely uh terrified
2: Nick and I are going to be talking to uh, Mr. Gorga (laughs) about his book and asking a few questions. We may be joined by Wazi, but it's unlikely. And uh, the rest of our hosts have the night off, so that's great. Um, We're going to jump right into it. Uh, Nick, do you want to say anything before we get started, or do you want to you want to jump in?
0: I just since we're on the subject of the book, I want to tell you something. It's kind of embarrassing, but your cover is so creepy, Mr. Like, (laughs) I don't know where you got that from, but when i'm not reading it that thing is like face down on the dresser because it just like scares the hell out of me man but it's a great book you know it's
1: well well thank you it was um you know it was one of the things that i i've actually you know seen uh so this was sort of the best rendition that i can you know create or convey to my cover artist uh uh, and uh, you know so and that's you know that's what we came up with and it's funny they mentioned that because uh, you're not the first to say that. I hear that all yeah. the time that people they they the the cover is so creepy to them they turn it over at night and some <laughs> people and some people put it in their drawer, you know so yeah. they don't scare like their kids and they don't want to look at the cover at night because it's so
2: creepy. <laughs> they're afraid of this, they're really literally afraid of this cover you know, Nick and I didn't discuss this prior, but I'll bring this up because we're talking about this. When I had made the the short little video for like Instagram and our social media, people mm-hmm. were asking me if I was the creator of the cover because I do a lot of stuff like that, but not I don't draw right. anything anymore. But I had to be right. like, no, that's the actual cover of the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I put a yeah. little bit of, a, you know, video embellishments on it because it's a still image. But uh, yeah, everybody, everybody loves that cover. It's really, yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. I'm, great. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with the cover and I'll, I'm glad it's
2: actually doing what it's doing. <laughs> right. It's doing its job.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No doubt.
2: Yeah. All right, Nick, thank you want to, you want to jump in and uh, start the yeah, show here? So,
0: so MR, what can readers expect when they're, when they're opening up uh, demons among us?
1: Uh, well when you read demons among us you can expect to have the veil of the paranormal ripped away so you could see what's actually happening on the other side of the um of the paranormal beyond be- the the unseen world the invisible mm-hmm. world you'll see how it functions and you'll see how it operates um and along with some truly terrifying uh personal accounts and um A terrifying um, account of the very uh, first fully documented eyewitness account of demonic possession in American history, which was um, recorded uh, 20 years before the Salem witch trials. So you really get this broad stroke of uh, of things that um, you know uh, behind the paranormal and the demonic world, how it functions and and how it operates and. um, Mm Uh, so you can expect a real deep dive behind the demonic.
0: So it's like it's basically behind the the curtain. Look at at these yeah. evil forces and these principalities and um, yes. evil spirits and whatnot. Um, I mean, like I like I just I read it and that first story about Elizabeth Knapp uh, and her possession. It was I had never heard of it before until I read your book. And, yeah you know, I'm really surprised nobody's made a movie out of that yet you know it was just terrifying
1: it's truly terrifying you know and it's so much uh research went into that the I had to dig through 350 years of uh, of research and uh you know mm-hmm. I i handled parchment papers with flowing back black script you know, oh wow um and in order to you know unearth this story and really make it come alive mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little known story like some people there, there are people who are who know about it cuz they they they've written about it but they've written about it in such a way where it's like well uh there was this possession and this happened this happened this happened dot 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 mm-hmm. right and i'm like well wait a minute what's what's between this dot dot <laughs> dot here right yeah, so yeah. i have like a journalism background so i just started digging and then i realized like there's a journal and there's the this minister and he and he started recording what was going mm-hmm. on every day and then this this girl was you know her tongue curled back in her mouth for 5 days straight and they're all trying to pull <laughs> it out like it was just this crazy stuff yeah. and i'm like how do you gloss over this incredibly horrifying story and yeah. so i thought that this was the perfect vehicle to to bring it to life i mean the book really is like um you know the sergeant mm-hmm. pepper's a book of of the paranormal there's there's just so much in it you know mm-hmm. and so um but yeah i mean it was really uh an incredible story that really needed to be told
0: and and you actually i read that like towards the end of the book you were thanking the town of uh Isn't that yeah, groton yeah groton
1: yeah groton okay I, sorry yeah because i went there i had i, yeah. I went yeah so uh, not only did i do the you know the 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 legwork and the, you know, and um, you know, mm-hmm. and getting into the, you know, the the vital records and things of that nature and marriage mm-hmm. But I I went to this the actual town itself and spoke to historians and I have a documentary coming out about that soon. I'm oh, nice.
0: putting the finishing
1: touches on that, so um, I'm going to yeah, have so... that you know release that with uh, you know, probably with like the audio book or something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to offer it as a you know a special bonus, but. I'm on the tail end of finishing that up, but yeah, uh, the historians there were were very very uh, vital to to some of the information, um, mm-hmm. as well as the you know the you know the the, the libraries and things of that nature. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I did all the work you could do, you could possibly do. I did.
2: <laughs> so, so you like Nick, Nick? Really quick, I'm sorry to interject. We yeah. do have uh, a listener that has a question in our chat that yeah, was we, fast yeah we yeah <laughs> we have a question from Susie <laughs> so Baka who says uh when did you realize this was your calling in life and i'd like to piggyback with the question of what influenced you to write the book which is probably the same type of answer
1: yeah yeah um i i don't know if i called so much a, a calling i was always able to to write so i've been writing since a very early age and um to have uh, i had a, a teacher who recognized my giftings very early on um was this was actually I, I think it was the, I I say it was the fourth grade but I actually think it was the second grade, and uh, and so I wrote this scary story, and I handed it in, and uh, and later that night uh, he calls my parents and I'm thinking I'm in trouble because you know I have I wrote about some murder, m- murdering mummy or something <laughs> and uh, such dark subject matter for a kid. And uh, I was thinking I was in trouble. And he said uh, it was quite the opposite. He told my parents. He said uh, he said you know you know your son's got a real gift for for writing. You need to uh, enroll him in the Young Authors Club immediately. And so uh, it was what that was one of the moments where you know somebody really realized that there was a a talent there. And so um, I I tend to think that those things, these talents, are God given. So everybody gets something. and, but it needs to be nurtured over time uh and so and that's that's what i've done with my writing and to answer your question as to why i wrote the book was an answer to uh, a string of demonic assaults i was uh, i had experienced for a week or two straight and uh it was a series of uh you know nighttime strangulations with invisible hands chokings invisible chokings um evil whisperings um you know chest suppressions and you know sc- scratchings and things of that nature uh so i decided to expose this this world of uh dark forces and de- demon beings uh because they don't want to be exposed they like they want to operate in secrecy uh and so i decided to write the book in order to um to sound the alarm of what the, what is happening all around um all around us without even without most even knowing what's you know
0: what's going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. wow um excuse me so if somebody how would you explain a demon if somebody came up to you and they asked you hey you know what exactly is a demon what would you tell them
1: uh it's a fallen angel fallen angel yeah uh they're yeah they're they're uh uh Fallen angels, I mean to to, to get biblical mm. from the biblical sense. Uh, these were falling angelic beings who mm. have lost their home in heaven because they were uh, in rebellion against God. So we get into the, we get into this later, but it was, you know, Lucifer who drew a third of the angels to his side and he wanted to overtake the throne of God and God was not having it. <laughs> and mm. ultimately they um, they got kicked out of heaven uh now they're supernatural uh super intelligent super highly intelligent beings um um supernatural strength supernatural abilities um and Mm. uh and but they're highly malevolent um supremely cunning and um manipulative and Mm -hmm. um and and uh they're you know a force um that you can't that that can't be handled in just Mm -hmm. your own natural strength so um but yeah these are highly malevolently malevolent fallen angels
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know i found it fascinating that in your book um they came and possessed people in like multiple different ways you know and yes they weren't just presented as like this frightening creature that most people think of i mean right i mean they might come through um opioids you know or they might come through depression or yes um you had a story about a succubus in there and yeah uh witchcraft you know another one so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um, i mean they
1: come yeah they come in very very various ways and um you know when you talk about the demon the uh, the devil it's you know sometimes you know you talk about you know uh the 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 devil is it has you know many demons so Mm -hmm. sometimes when i talk about the devil i'm actually talking about the work of demons or whatever but um i don't think i'm important enough for the devil (laughs) to. (laughs) but i don't uh, either i hope not (laughs) (laughs) but um But uh, certainly, certainly, uh, lesser devils for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, um, uh, what Jesus, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they um, they all have names, so you have a name, and I have a name, Mm -hmm. um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but they're better known by what they do, and this Mm -hmm. is what we're talking about in the book. So they're no, they are evil spirits. But Mm -hmm. there's spirits of various things, right? So there's spirits of suicide, Mm -hmm. spirits of depression, spirits of hatred, spirits of anxiety, spirits of greed, spirits of, uh, you know, lustful spirits and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, pornographic spirits um, of, uh, of farmer coy. Spirits, where we get the term pharmaceutical from. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that term uh, is is um, in the Greek is called sorceries. So, but uh, but they had but they're known more by what they do. Their function is mm-hmm. how we can recognize them.
0: Hmm. That's frightening because very frightening. I feel like I don't know. Just pop culture is like so far off from that, and and they just like. I don't know. They, I seem, it seems like they invite it. Like my next question would be like Ouija boards. People will try out Ouija boards. They use dowsing rods, spirit boxes, Mm -hmm. all those types of ways of trying to like communicate contact with the dead. Yeah. In me personally, like I, I don't know. It's hard for me to take part in that because I was taught and I feel, and I believe that that's like, you're opening yourself up to that, that type of uh, attack.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the, the demonic and dark forces always need a way in and Mm -hmm. there are many ways in, just like you mentioned, there's, there's the Ouija board, there's Mm -hmm. horoscopes, there's tarot, there's uh, all these occultic practices uh, that open up an individual to the uh, inspiration or the visitation of evil spirits. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, black magic, magic, white magic, whatever the color magic or or whatever. Mm, Um, mm. All these vehicles are all these are vehicles for uh, for these forces to infiltrate your life. And they'll say, well, that." they'll say, well, I was invited. And this Mm -hmm. is how they look at it. I was invited. If you're tampering with these things, they look at it as like, well, I was invited. Mm-hmm. We
2: do mm-hmm. have a listener uh, who goes by the handle Forgotten Shadows. It says, "Hello, everyone. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> All right,
0: Nick. Oh. You want Is there is something beyond hello? Or well, right, yeah, well, I was waiting so, too. But I wanted to mention yeah. that, uh, not to embarrass Frank, but uh, he tried to get me to use a uh, Ouija board app the other day. <laughs> and i Dude, was turning that down i was like no nah, i'm all... not playing with that man well um, i was on uh i was on a another show and they were talking yeah. about hey
1: have you heard about these ouija uh, for for children i was like what what, what? it's just I, just endless it's will, just uh, endless yeah. the ways that these forces want to uh, infiltrate, uh, lives, uh, even at a younger and younger age. And, uh, the, the children are, are, are very most at
2: risk. We have two questions regarding these Ouija boards. Uh, the first one comes from Sussy Baca, who, uh, asked you the question earlier. Uh, uh he says, uh, yeah, are Ouija boards truly bad though? I feel like they're often depicted as a sinister tool in Hollywood. And then we've got forgotten shadows who said, hello, following <laughs> up, uh, with a similar question. Uh, I understand the logic behind Ouija boards, but when you look at their history, they were a toy with no paranormal connection. What makes them so different aside from the media and movies uh was the reality of people who who could who always professed that, well, how did this happen?
1: whatever the um the attack is or the the evil influence on individuals lives. You will ask them and a lot of times it'll be like, "Well, I started playing uh, with the Ouija board uh, at, you know, at, at a certain age, or I started playing, you know, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons or things of that nature. And, um, and these things are, again, these are the vehicles. So you'll have people's testimony um, as to how, uh, how evil of a tool it is. It's, it's toted as a toy, but anytime you toy with the demonic, you get, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. We got a follow-up to that, which is, uh, this is from Forgotten Shadows. But sure, but stuff, I'm sorry. But sure, but self-made claims don't really hold much weight. The same thing could be found in droves of experiences that didn't involve Ouija boards. I, th- I think what I think what he's trying to say is, uh, it's sort of, it is what you make it. And a lot of people make a Ouija board to be that. I think that's, say, uh, Forgotten Shadows, let me know if I'm wrong on this. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like you've already answered the question. <laughs> well, I mean, you would have to actually speak to those
1: individuals. Right. Were they making yeah. what they made out of it? Or were they really experiencing these really dark demonic things? And, you know, when when you have experienced these things for yourself, um, you, you didn't ask these things upon <laughs> you. Like, like, you didn't ask for this. These things just started happening because you were, were toying around these things um and you know if you were to speak to these individuals um mm-hmm. they would they would say no i just didn't you know conjure this up in my mind mm-hmm. and will this to to hi- kind of happen um you know again you you'd have to get you know a person's real life testimony it's like when people it's like you see it like on haunting shows right and they they come encounter with like evil you like we feel this evil and they're you know they're getting slashed and there's mm-hmm they're not making that shit up. No. no. <laughs> and they're not willing it and just sort of like, oh, maybe I I thought yeah. about it and it started happening. No, this shit mm-hmm. started happening because <laughs> there's true evil in the world. And mm-hmm. the same case scenario, you start tampering with these things. You're going to open yourself up to demonic uh, demonic beings and mm-hmm. they're going to start speaking to you and, and, and influencing you in, in, in ways you never imagined, in dark, very, very dark ways.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's like I've always said, you know. It's just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not true, and it's, they don't that's exist. Right. That's right. That's right. I
1: could say I could
0: say I don't believe in gravity, well, but I, yeah. I I feel its effect every day. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a really yeah, good point. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Really, really good point. And
0: I don't know, people just can't grasp it. But until it happens to them, hopefully it doesn't. Right.
2: But that's right.
0: That's but it'll right. get real, real, real quick. Yeah, once you
1: have your own experience, you'll you'll definitely say otherwise, I can promise you that.
0: Exactly. And and that that got me thinking, you know, since we are kind of talking about possessions, let's say somebody does get possessed, what might be like some of this like the initial side effects, I guess. I'm not well how would you know? How would you know? Yeah, I'll answer
1: this. This is this is like it it takes place in stages that no one just gets immediately possessed yeah okay so this does happen in stages and it happens to um uh happens to people or many people who uh practice in some of these occult things or mm-hmm. or idolatry uh in the in the case of uh say the say the emily rose story it wasn't emily rose but it was you know, michelle or whatever the who whoever it was right
0: mm-hmm.
1: well um Devoutly Catholic, but but the, the Catholicism has a lot to do with idolatry.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you start practicing like this idolatry or you start practicing these occult practices. Um, these things open people up to influence and it could happen over long periods of time. Um, first, there's harassment. Then there's oppression where the the individual will start hearing these evil whisperings and ideas and things just coming into their mind you know and uh you know just evil you know evil things and then of course possession is the extreme form uh and so and then you'll have you know there's there's thing there's um cases where these demons once they're in their in the body they Mm -hmm. won't let the person eat for you know for days months right Mm -hmm. starving a person to death right or Um, you know, or they take away their sight, uh, or they take away their speech or they have Mm. supernatural strength or they have, you know, um, knowledge beyond their, their understanding. As you've seen, you know, uh, in these movies, it, this is a real thing where they'll speak these languages they've never even known before. Mm. So there's this this, this intelligence given demonic intelligence given by these, these things. Uh, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of signs that they can exhibit and, you know, scratching themselves or, you know, harming themselves and harming Mm -hmm. others and all kinds of, you know, just all kinds of behaviors that are very telling of, uh, you know,
0: of a possession. Mm.
2: Nick, we got uh, another listener question, uh, but if you want to ask one first, let me know. What do you want to do?
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, so just following with that, can, can a possession actually kill someone? Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that. their, that's their, that's their goal. Yeah. You know, their, their goal is the, the, the mission of the demonic forces to steal, to mm-hmm. kill and to destroy. Mm-hmm. So if they, uh, you know, if they can't kill you, then they'll, they'll, they'll steal. They'll rob you of joy. They'll rob you of peace. They'll rob you of, you know, of, uh, of, of good mm-hmm. things are, of mm-hmm. good. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Excuse me, to to kill faith, to anything that has to do with God or goodness uh, mm. or or any of this. So they don't want you to experience and have any of that. They want despair.
0: So they will they will take it to the very end if if yes. they have to to mm-hmm. take you out. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. They hate you. They yeah. hate you. They hate okay. humanity.
2: All right, uh, we've got uh, another question here. What would you recommend to defend your home against demonic encounters? Have a priest bless your house or something? That's just me reading the question verbatim.
1: <laughs> no, and that's a really great question, and this is where it becomes very uh, spiritual and faith uh, comes becomes uh, imperative. Um, there is no way for you in any natural strength to um, to overcome these beings because they're superior intelligence, and intellect, in uh, cunning, in and, uh, and strength, and wisdom. In uh, they're they're superior in every single way um and they're invisible so you can't you you can't fight them (laughs) you can't shoot (laughs) them with a gun right so there's no earthly thing that you can do the only thing you can do is like in in order to um to defeat or to evict a an entity greater than yourself is to have somebody who is greater than those entities and that one that person is in is the man jesus christ he is the only one who is more powerful than all of these uh, these forces. And it is by his name where we can drive out uh, demon forces because he says to those who have faith and those who have belief in him and his followers, truly true followers, he says, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. So he mm-hmm. gives you this divine power because he knows you have this enemy and it's mm-hmm. by his name that alone that can drive out these demon forces but take warning because his name is not used as a lucky rabbit's foot because there's uh. somebody in the bible who tried to do that and mm-hmm. uh, this was uh, a story it, it's uh, known as like the sons of Skeva. and um, they saw the apostle paul who was casting out demons in the name of jesus and so this guy gets it in his mind that he can drive out a demon. And so he says, uh, he says, by the, you know, by, by the, uh, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, you know, mm-hmm. come out of the man. And so the demon speaks back and he says, Paul, I know <laughs> Jesus, I know, but who are you? Mm-hmm. And then they proceeded to tear this guy to ribbons within like inches of his life.
0: Mm.
2: Alright. Nick, did you want me to yeah. give another listener question or did you want to um, ask
0: one? No, nah, I'm just taking that in. You know, it's... I've always believed that too. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that you know, they'll burn sage or they'll yep. try all these different things to try and clear their house out. Yeah. And yeah. It just doesn't seem to work, you know? And Well,
1: you can't fight the devil with the devil's tools.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's just a lack of faith I think that's that's what I believe you know well I mean I think I think people are trying things
1: they just don't have an understanding of the demonic and that's why I wrote the book is so Mm -hmm. uh, people would have this understanding of what they're actually dealing with
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and the level of faith and belief you need to overcome these things that are really uh really kind of overtake somebody's life whether they know it or or whether they know they're influenced by it or not that's why i wrote the Mm -hmm. book is to really open the eyes to uh what could be happening in someone's life without them even knowing it and here's how Mm -hmm. to get victory over it
0: Mm -hmm. that's what i love about your book is that yes it's very scary you know and there's there's some real gripping uh retellings of possessions and hauntings but Mm -hmm. you don't just leave them hanging there with no way to you know protect and defend themselves right if you actually go into this is the only way you know and yeah i just found it great and you know that was probably the best part of the book in my opinion so wow thank you
2: we, we do appreciate yeah. that we do have a, a, another uh listener here under the handle uh Tavia underscore memories who Really has uh, typed a few different questions here, but they all sort of um, allude to the fact that uh, demonic possessions, especially when portrayed in media, uh, transcend different religions. And how uh, he wants to get your, you know, your take and your thoughts on how maybe like a homeowner may not be of a Christian religion. Uh, for example, he brought up uh, the Islamic religion and how that demon is still able to be sort of exercised, uh, you know, in a home. If, if, it, you know, it's something where homeowner has an experience and vice versa. Um yeah. so he wants to hear your thoughts on that and uh, you know the most recent thing he wrote is I'm sure there's some level of narrative of manipulation for the sake of entertainment in media. Mm-hmm. But that concept's got a core somewhere in the real world otherwise it would just be a, a worldwide rejected and it wouldn't work on TV. So um yeah, no nowhere. Mm. Do you do you have can you speak on how in in the media? how, uh, you know, demonic experiences can transcend religion?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can. Well, first of all, the demons have no religion. Okay, just like uh, God is not a religion and Jesus is not a religion. Um, And so, you, you know, when you start putting the brand on... You know on this you know christian catholic this that right islamic or whatever um the demons can operate outside of religion because they they don't there is no religion Uh, that is not uh, it's a spiritual force it's not a religion
0: Mm -hmm. right
1: so it's a spiritual entity you know it's a spiritual figure right and so um they don't operate according to um, oh, I'm only going to operate in this religion, or I'm only going to operate in this thing. But everybody is at risk of this. So, whatever religion you profess, that doesn't matter because they are not a religion. So they could, you know, they can possess or they can harass and they can oppress anyone, uh, any religion, and in any at in, in, in any time and anyone they want. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what religion you 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 are they operate outside of religion because they're not a religion
2: i think i think that's such a great point we, we kind of touched on this before we even started the show how these experiences will transcend just like christianity or even yeah. you know you can have experiences even as like an atheist right just because you don't believe it's not uh gonna protect yeah. you at all
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you can have yeah exactly it's like nobody is off limits you know the 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 issue is this um demons hate humanity if you're human they hate you if you're human they want you to kill you
2: (laughs) that's it the goal is your death (laughs)
1: that's it that you know despair death despair you discouragement everything you know harassment um if you are human you Uh are susceptible to Mm demonic uh demonic um demonic influence so
0: we have targets on our backs yes pretty much
1: yes and yeah. you know so going over to and this is this is you know so what happened with me is um uh is the 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 greater your faith now, now i get this question where they say well if you're a believer and if you're a believer in christ or if you have uh this faith well wouldn't that make you Not a target and not susceptible. And no, in fact, that makes me a bigger target, because Mm -hmm. the the more um, the more faith or the more powerful you grow in faith, or the more uh, powerful you grow in ministry in a ministerial office. You know, I've operated for many years as a uh, an accessory prayer leader at um you know at uh, a church and and so the higher and the more influential and the higher you go the bigger this target gets because you're now a bigger threat
0: mm-hmm. so
1: their you know their goal is to wipe out threats i mean think about it like an army i'm going to take out the threat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so and that's what happens it's the same thing in the in the spirit realm is the more influential you are and the more faith and you start growing in faith and in strength and in belief um you know they the the greater your target gets
0: mm-hmm.
1: well wow. because yeah. you're, you're a threat you're a threat they fear mm-hmm. you that was Where yeah, they that was, fear the god in you
0: mm-hmm. well okay so to piggyback that um you know we know there's demons we know that they're after us mm-hmm. um but it kind of gets muddy where people are. Oh, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in the dead coming back to mm-hmm. to visit you? Or yeah. do you believe in residual hauntings where a time loop has been stuck and it just keeps going and going? It's like just like something ripped out of history, you know? Yeah. Well, what What are your opinions on those? What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I believe that uh, the that yeah. You know, when you talk about ghosts. Spirits. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that uh, all ghosts and all uh, those kinds of apparitions are uh, demons with masks on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I believe that they, you know, whatever they, you know, whatever they, uh, why they want to, you know, why they want to play like they're an 18th century, um, th- you know, thing in a gown and just replay <laughs> this thing century. over and over. I, I don't know. <laughs> but the, the focus is always to take your eye off of off of god so if they can mm-hmm. if they can keep you focused on that instead of focusing on that then um you know they've done their job so if they can mm-hmm. keep, keep you keep you preoccupied kind of chasing your tail distract as a, you. you know distraction yeah. yeah so i i believe that um now talking about uh uh the the after death apparition um there is such a thing that um uh and this is historical too. Whereas, like the mm. the appearing of a deceased or dead relative after one's death, is that what you were talking about? Mm, yes, something like that. Right. Yeah, uh, I believe that there are. Okay, so two, just two, two things. One thing from the demonic realm: from the demons know who your grandmother is. They know what she wears. They know what she smells like. She, they know her mannerisms. They know how she speaks. They mm. can mimic all that. So there's there's um, a time when they can appear as that to deceive, and then there's also a phenomenon like this after death phenomenon where a um, a relative comes back, and I've actually had this uh, happen to me, Um, and it's it's uh, it's uh, I'll just tell a story, then I'll tell like the explanation. Okay, sure. Okay, so recently my my father passed away. And uh, just about uh, four months ago, and um, and so he had a, a whole host of you know health conditions. We didn't even know which one of him of how he died. I'm sorry, you know, to hear heart. That. Yeah, thank you. Um, so he had heart condition. He had kidneys. He had you know blood pressure, had blood sugar. You name it. It's just like this mm-hmm. crazy, right? And so and so he so he he passes away. And my sister uh, says to me, uh, comes to me like a day or two later, and uh, she said, "I, you know, uh, Daddy came to me in a dream, and he said it was his heart." And I said, "You know, me being me, I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'm just gonna let her believe that because she's grieving, you know." And um, and then it was like a day or two later, I also had this dream and my father came It was very, very stark, uh, Mm -hmm. very, very vivid. And he was, uh, he was alive and he was vibrant and he was, uh, you know, like, uh, a a bit younger and just like, like glowing, like with life and, and peace. And -hmm. it was crazy. And, and, uh, and so he's, he's pointing to his heart and he says to me, he says, um, this is in the dream. He says, um, my heart hurts, and he's pointing mm-hmm. right here. My heart mm-hmm. hurts, mm-hmm. and I said, "I said, well, let me, uh, let me take you to the hospital." And uh, and this would have been a big to do. This would have been like, a, "No, I don't want to go to the hospital," and that, uh, right? It would have been a whole argument. But he just shook his head. He says, "Okay, okay." And so I grabbed the keys, and I grabbed the keys, and then like the vision just sort of disappeared. And it was so and that was like a, a very real thing. So it was like it comes with. Um, a, a phenomenal amount of, of peace, and when the opposite happens, the demonic, it comes with an overwhelming amount of fear, uncertainty, anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's nothing peaceful about it, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. Now, I've 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 read through history certain uh, certain um, early pastors of uh, a Pentecostal uh, faith. The basically the first uh, preachers in the new world here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, new world America. So we're talking like 16, 16, those kinds of pastors and, and like that. Cause it was pastors and, um, and ministers who built them, who, who built America
0: mm-hmm. and
1: built colonies, founded colonies, built America and shepherded in the spiritual way, um, uh, at the birth of America. So mm-hmm. and one of the guys increase Mather and and in one of his books, he struggled with the same concept because he thought that these things uh ghosts were demons and and such and kind of had the same thinking I had and then when it came to this phenomenon of uh, of seeing a after a, a relative after death, you know he acknowledged it and so he acknowledged it in the sense where he's like, he didn't know. He said, mm-hmm. he said, listen, Um uh, well, you say, listen, but I'm just going to paraphrase. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, he says, listen, he goes, if God allows one to a family member to come back, to communicate, uh, a form of comfort or something, what is that to God? He's God. He can do what he wants. And that mm-hmm. was his
2: takeaway it's hmm. Hmm. A, a takeaway all right yeah <laughs> all right nick
0: let's see
2: you want to keep it rolling
0: yeah um you know i was listening to uh coast to coast which uh just i i want to tell the audience out there that mr was on the show with uh george nori it was awesome thank you um But he talks about he and actually Art Bell had talked about perfect possession where from what I gathered from it, like people would be open to possession and they would accept that. And they were able to like hide it almost where it had like completely taken them over, but they were still functional, you know, like like heads of like CEOs of companies and just really big name people. That are just like, not even there. They're fully possessed. Do you know anything about that? Do you? Uh, I believe that. Well, I don't know about
1: uh, in the sense of perfect possession, but I do know that there are uh, people highly susceptible to functioning in demonic, whether knowingly or unknowingly. Mm -hmm. And and we'll look at it like this: if you can look at the demonic spectrum or the demonic world kind Mm -hmm. of like um a government or a uh a corporation or an army Mm -hmm. right um so you have this head right and and so you have like the the head figure the lead figure you have the underlying you know uh workers beneath you know in all of the the offices Mm -hmm. and and they communicate. So if you could look at it, like if I was the devil or if I was Satan or Lucifer, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: would try to find, I look at it like influencer, like influencer marketing. I would try to find the most powerful, most influential figurehead Mm -hmm. that I can find and start speaking my evil agenda Mm -hmm. into his, you know, into his uh, mind. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. and and so and it look it works like that in the political realm it works like that in the corporate realm it works like that in the music realm it works that way in the celebrity realm and it works this way in all these realms so the more popular the more powerful or the more um influence you hold you mm-hmm. have uh you are very susceptible to demonic influence whether you know it or not now there are people who really do knowingly seek out this power Mm -hmm. because they want power so much they'll be engaged in demonic sacrifices and things like that in order Mm -hmm. to gain more power the devil works in levels so it's like okay you want this next level of power Mm -hmm. um you have to do this and it's some you know heinous disgusting thing that you can think of whether it's Mm -hmm. you know sacrifice child sacrifice whatever the case may be but um you know it's always something heinous to get this next level of whatever it is that you are you know that you want that
2: and i feel like there's examples and i definitely don't want to name drop but i I can already think of some examples of that going on for sure Mm
0: -hmm. don't want to name drop Um, don't want to
2: make it a hot podcast but
0: well i mean i was next gonna ask you know like how would you evaluate the current state of uh, our culture in America right now? Cause I feel like it's just blatant now at this point. You know, it's out in the open and it's accepted.
1: Yeah. I mean it's very accepted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They're all it's all signs and yep. uh, you know, and the, they're they're communicating messages, you know. Uh and uh, but yeah, it is it is very, very much in the open. Um, mm-hmm. um you know, so, but yeah, it's, uh, I think evil has run rampant and people are operating according to its principles mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's, and you don't have to worship at a statue of, you know, Baphomet or the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to sacrifice children and you don't have to, you know, eat babies, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in order to be influenced by evil. Mm-hmm. And only thing needed to be influenced by evil is to be out of the influence of God or Mm -hmm. out of the ordinances or governments of God. Mm -hmm. To be out of the ordinances and governments of God or the principles of God is to be under the ordinances of principles and ideas of Mm -hmm. Satan.
0: Okay. Wow. Um. Frank, do you have any?
2: Yes. We've got got a listener here that is asking, um, or first wants to comment, says, that's an interesting take on going after someone of influence. Although the end game of the devil at that point is to uh, just still hurt as many of us as possible. Is that correct? Uh, Rule, control, steal, kill, destroy. Mm Mm-hmm. Very, very loaded. I guess that's a very easy answer to that question. <laughs>
0: yeah, and to to go further with that, I remember reading
2: your book that
0: the reason why was that Lucifer, you know, had want, wanted to get back at, <clears throat> excuse me, God because yeah. he was no longer like the apple of his eye. You know, yeah, he was and he wanted true. to hurt us. Yes, to, to get to God to hurt God. That's right. That's right. So no. it's like, how do you how do you hurt
1: God, but to hurt the 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 creation mm-hmm. uh, of whom he loves now mm-hmm. god has a love for humanity and he has a love uh for people and and so and how do you get back at at god but to hurt his uh you know his creation or his children mm-hmm. and and this is because there's um there's an eternal uh jealousy because mm-hmm. you have and everyone has the opportunity um to experience um, uh, the love, uh, this kind of love, the love of God, uh, and people have this opportunity um, to experience the these things that that Satan Lucifer lost, mm-hmm. uh, so he can no longer have. And so, since you and I and and anyone listening, we have this ability to become the apple of God's eye. There is an eternal hatred of you because you can attain that which he lost
2: we do Mm. we do have another experience we do have a question here and this one's kind of ridiculous but take it with a (laughs) grain of salt (laughs) okay uh (laughs) tavia Tavia memories asks why doesn't the, the devil just summon a giant giga beast and burn the whole planet to a crisp or blow up the sun or something god allows influence uh because of free will uh doesn't that stop the destruction of the planet extremely violent force wouldn't that interfere with free will that's sort of the big question
1: but that's a great question about the big giant giga monster I get that all the time <laughs> I
2: thought it was a great question too it's a,
1: that.
2: Um, that, what, what exactly what is the question can you so, clarify I think, the question, you? Sorry. I think the question comes in two parts I think the first question is you know why doesn't the devil uh, just summon this giga monster to destroy us all if that's the end goal and I think the second part of the question is um, you know, if if God prevents the Giga Monster, doesn't that interfere with uh, free will? I think those are the two different questions.
1: Well, well that's why God doesn't real prevent us from being susceptible to the influences of evil forces, because that would interfere with the free will. So you can go smoke the crack if you want. You can go <laughs> worship the devil if you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, <laughs> and he's not going to stop you right so it's like where would love be be shown or proven but by choice you can choose to do evil or choose to love god right and that's where love is was is proven in the choice to love Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right the choice Mm -hmm. to love god or to reject god that's where the 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 love is proven or the the choice is proven you
2: know yeah um, um, I, I guess he, he he also uh came back and just elaborated a little bit because it was a bit confusing to us but he said uh <laughs> I, I i think what he's trying to say is like where's the line between okay so god will allow you to do these things but yeah. where does that stop so like if, if god is allowing these things mm-hmm. wouldn't that how does that prevent the giga beast from coming in and destroying us all like at what point is the boundary i think is the question
1: would the the Giga Big Beast be like Antichrist or something? Um, guess, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking, following Giga was, Beast. I'm thinking, like uh, Bear with me. I'm, yeah, bear with me. I I'm, yeah, I'm, no, no I'm, know your question is. I know the question is serious, even though it's okay. well, we'll ways to live. Uh, let's ask a different question.
2: So, um, we've got a different listener. Uh, we, okay. Maybe we shouldn't humor the Giga Beast question anymore. we got a different listener. <laughs> Sorry, says, I tried. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, we're, right. confu- we're confused too. So we got another question that is, so what about those that aren't believers in the omnipotent God? As a pagan and as someone who doesn't believe in that, then how does that adapt if there isn't a devil and God versus heaven and hell dynamic? Now, we did kind of mention this a little bit, but if, if you want to give a brief summary on how this yeah. can cha- kind of transcend for people who are just tuning in, because that's what this question is from,
1: right? So you're saying if people don't believe in him, then it doesn't exist. So there's none of this stuff exists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, y- the devil doesn't want you to believe because that just makes you a better puppet. Um. And so, and and that's fine. You don't want to believe. That's your prerogative. But in hell, you'll surely believe. <laughs> And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, you know, I could say I don't believe in gravity, but yet Mm -hmm. I still feel its effects all around me. In fact, I'm sitting in this chair because I'm not floating away into space because of the effects of an invisible gravity, right? Now, the creation itself should speak to the existence of God. When you start looking at the grandeur of space, the grandeur of mountains and trees and how the hell these things grow just over and over and over, how, <laughs> right? Mm. Like, what is this process? So, so you know, the, the creation itself screams the glory of God. How mm-hmm. anyone could be an atheist is beyond me. But should you choose to be an atheist, the devil don't care if you don't believe. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe, you are a better vehicle and a better use for him. You've heard the term useful idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're just full idiots. Mm.
2: Nick, do you got uh, one of one of our questions? Because I also I, I don't mean have, to offend your audience, no, no, but it's, it's I, I but think it's, you're good. You know, because, uh, because you know. evil
0: evil hates you. Yeah.
2: Evil hates you. I feel like and this audience has it, questions for days too.
0: Okay. Um, well, I do have uh, yeah. a question about the book and like your overall experience with writing the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you did like a lot of case studies and research on it. Was there like one in particular, haunting or possession, that really you know disturbed you more than the others.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, um, Jesus, it was the, it was the Elizabeth Knapp case because it mm-hmm. was it was so haunting
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so little known, and mm-hmm. and and so you know under the radar, the things that happened to this girl are are, are just an, an absolute atrocity. Uh, mm-hmm. and so the more I, I started peeling back this onion, the more, you know, I started to really feel for this girl because she was really under this demonic influence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and if you read the book, she was, you know, she, you know, the, the mystery is, you know, did she make a deal with the devil or not? And why mm-hmm. are these attacks such so severely happening to this 16 year old girl? And they started at an even younger age. Because yeah. she was tampering. Uh, she was tampering at an at an earlier age. I don't want to give away all the, the 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 stories, but she yeah. she went through such an an, an atrocious experience mm-hmm. uh, that it was to me it was absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but what surprised me a lot from that story is the minister's response wasn't just to like, oh, hand to the ministers and uh, handed her to the magistrates and, and hang her
0: mm-hmm. as a witch. Mm-hmm.
1: Which would have happened twenty years later, in a sense. But um, you, you know, he was like, "Well, let's rule this out by medical means. Let's look at every means necessary." Before he came to the conclusion, what he already sensed in his heart was, mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah, I mean, demonic. It was it was very like chilling, you know. And so yeah. the the part, uh, I'm not really trying to spoil anything, but towards the end. Uh, when her parents came in too and her body was just like contorted and yes, I mean, I just, I can't even imagine that. And, and yeah. Yeah. They ne- not- the historians never really did find out like what kind of pact, if any pact did she make for that attack to come on her. But, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you said, that's the mystery of it. And, yeah. um, and then, uh, you know, they kind of just lost touch uh, and she just kind of faded <laughs> off into to whatever you know to Mm -hmm. to the annals of history nobody Mm -hmm. ever really found out what became of her after so well
1: even that was a mystery because there was actually you know i don't want to give away all of it but the the end of it's a mystery because you know Mm -hmm. she she, you know she she fades off into history but uh Mm -hmm. uh but you have to read the end to find out yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah so so yeah i mean that's just creepy and you know um like the case of Emily Rose and yeah, and then Ed and Lorraine Warren and, mm-hmm. you know, all that, that mm-hmm. they've done and, and yep. the movies that have came out and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know. And I just, I had to check under my bed every so often after reading that book because <laughs> it was just really, it's like, you know, you get that mental image in your mind and the lights go off and you're just like, oh man. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah. Is, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, Nick,
2: we're going to be coming to a close here in the next few minutes. So I'm going to say one more question for me, one more question for me, one more question from the listeners. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, We'll go with uh, the question that I have is um, just speaking in generalities, um, you know, most of our listeners are uh, in their twenties and thirties or like between that uh, age range. What advice would you give to them um, just to take back uh, after listening to this or, or, you know, going to read your book?
1: Um, The advice I would give them is to, uh, you know, read this book with a very open mind. We all like to tell ourselves like, we're open-minded, we're open-minded, right? Well, be Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 open-minded. Be open-minded when you read this book, when you start to to read things you don't quite understand or things that might even make you angry Mm -hmm. um, because it's all designed to sort of like prick and pry the uh, the eyes open Mm -hmm. and when the eyes get open first thing in the morning i don't know how grouchy you are (laughs) i mean (laughs) but it's so it's designed uh at parts to offend in order to open Mm -hmm. up the eyes and and sometimes offense is a good thing and so um and so when you read this book when you read demons among us read it with an open mind uh and you know because it's talking about some very very deep spiritual things that people may not have even seen before and whenever something is not seen or understood exactly the knee-jerk reaction is to you know to to criticize or to name call or to whatever um but yeah read it with an open mind and uh, you know my my hope is to open your eyes to these things and that's why I wrote it
2: Perfect. Awesome. All right, Nick, you want to ask your final question? Um.
0: Yeah, sure. So, so if somebody's like continually feel like they're being attacked, and you know um, they can never get ahead, and mm-hmm. they're having, you know, uh, doubts, and you know they think that they might be a target, you know. Um, I guess, what would you recommend they do? Uh,
1: I recommend that they be saved uh, in the manner mm-hmm. of which the, the Bible says to be saved. Those who um, confess with their mouth and believe their heart uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord shall be saved. Uh, mm-hmm. God's desire, a desire is that all men should be saved uh, mm-hmm. and that none should perish. Uh, so the opportunity exists to to enter into this relationship and, and Jesus himself will give you these supernatural giftings and powers uh, Mm -hmm. to overcome these uh, evil, uh, these forces. Now it doesn't mean you won't experience them. Mm -hmm. Um, You may, but you will have, uh, you will, but you will have power over them just as he's promised.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So if you want to answer just one more quick fun question from the listeners. Oh, okay. Question from Twitter. (laughs) Is it the giga monster? (laughs) No, no, not a giga monster. I thought it, I think it's a pretty fun question to kind of close out with, which is, uh, what uh, in in pop in pop culture what is the most accurate depiction of a demon and then we'll close up after that <laughs> oh man i wish we would have gotten to this because, okay it good. take as much time yeah. as you do. much, we don't okay have, good yeah, so i have we, some we, time we are we, just trying right. to be respectful of so your let time me let me itself. just let me
1: just um, okay so the depictions that you see in hollywood of of demons and everything like that is is so far uh, off from the truth okay so the devil himself uh or lucifer we'll name him lucifer um, um he's not a horn monster he's not walking around with a pitchfork and he's not wearing red tights uh and he's not in hell ruling hell hell itself is a place of uh, uh a jail a spiritual jail sentence uh a condemnation uh hell is a very uh real place of torment and fire and blackness. Um, And that's where he's going at the judgment. Uh, He's been cast out of heaven, but the judgment itself has not taken place. And the realm he functions in is now the cosmos and believes that this world is his home. Um, Lucifer himself was the most beautiful creation God ever created. He was the highest being in heaven. Um, He was charged with Watching, um, protecting uh, God's throne, um, which is not an easy thing to get into the presence of God because it's so frightening um, that you can't. It's it's hard to dwell in that presence, and so in Satan, uh, Lucifer himself was in his body. Himself was um, it was created with all these shimmering jewels: gold, onyx, barrel, sapphire, ruby. Um, you know, onyx, all these shimmering jewels um, uh, built into his into his form, into his body. So whenever he moved in the light of God, there was just a shimmer you'd see. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, it would just be the, sh- the shimmering light. In fact, his name is, uh, the, is means light bearer. And so and that's why, because he mm-hmm. would reflect this glorious light when he moved and also inside of his form were built musical instruments instruments um timbrels says pipes and timbrels meaning these were uh, musical instruments within his being so when he moved he was music and so he was also thought to be the um um the music minister in uh, in heaven so um all of heaven sang lucifer songs and worship to god and so Lucifer himself was heaven's rock star. That's why he was so influential and in, in, in able to to draw one third of the angels to his rebellion,
2: because mm-hmm. he was
1: that that glorious looking, that influential and that powerful and cunning of a leader that he could deceive these other beings into this you know this rebellion. He had no way of ever winning.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: um and so he was the most beautiful most powerful being god uh god had ever created uh and so that stands in stark contrast of the of the what we see in hollywood these horned creatures and gravelly voices and nothing of the sort right mm-hmm. um and so um uh well <laughs> i'm sorry what was the original question <laughs> no, i got off on a tangent but is, uh, and-
2: what is the most accurate depiction of uh demons in media? right well the the most uh,
1: to me i think the most uh, accurate depiction of a possession um would be in the conjuring um where you can literally see the lines in her face because when someone gets possessed you can almost see like another face beside, behind someone's face hmm. and the the uh the edges of the face get very sharp
0: hmm. and
1: very very angular and you could see it, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the Conjuring, which was a very, very real depiction, uh, in my opinion, of inaccurate possession.
0: Do their bodies like contort and yeah. do things that they're not supposed to do naturally? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh
1: god. Yeah. It's like, uh, um, yeah, they can do things where the with the body. Uh, that are just so completely unnatural, like you know that backbending stuff and, mm-hmm. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. The yeah, that's that's.
2: that's uh, that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some stuff about <laughs> be
1: traumatized, but they they do contort the body in ways that are just so unbelievably unnatural. And mm-hmm. then when they come out and like they're they're back to normal because it's this is a very you know um, <laughs> they're under the control of a very spiritual kind of thing. So they come back to normal, but they mm-hmm. bend these 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 full these people's forms in ungodly ways. Yeah. We've got
2: a, also a, a listener really quick named Doug that would like to compliment you on your hat. He says, your hat is much better than Nick and my, our hats. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Oh man, Doug. <laughs> That's Doug's takeaway, That's was, Doug's the hat. takeaway was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks Doug. We got a sussy baka saying hat culture is 100% on point. <laughs> awesome. Thank <laughs> you. All right, Nick, uh, do you want to start closing this one up, or did you want to do one more, or how do you want – or I guess, you know, I'm you too. Uh, Did you want to do a little bit more, or how do you feel about it? We want to be respectful of your time, but I'm sure – Yeah, no, I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah. we got questions from listeners, but I I know Nick had a bunch of – There
0: was one question that I didn't get the hit yet. Go for it. Like when you read the story about Elizabeth and you watch The Conjuring and other movies like that, it it seems like they're either like children or like – meek and mild like uh young girls or or women mm. like that that get attacked and possessed is there anything to that or is that just like easily portrayed in in pop culture
1: well i mean there are you know boys and things that get possessed you know the mm-hmm. the possession of um of emily rose uh, mm-hmm. um or no it was uh what was the i i think um the Exorcist was actually a boy, wasn't it? I think. Yes, well, um, it was. Yeah. So yeah, it
0: was.
1: yeah, so it is boys too. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So I, I think it's um, uh, it's it's people who, you know, in the case of Elizabeth, um, it's it's it has to do with where there is like the desires lie Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. okay so Mm -hmm. it was like well she was really really discontented with her station in life which was like you know she wanted um she wanted more and Mm -hmm. the devil takes advantage of these things and so so people might have a you know might have a a desire overwhelming desire for for money and greed or 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 power or, or whatever the case may be so whatever that 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 deep need is well here comes uh, here comes the offer of you know, the demonic. Hey, I will give you this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, he always offers the easy way out. And so, um, and that was in Elizabeth's case. It was just a, a discontentment, a discontentedness, that mm-hmm. opened up that doorway. Um, mm-hmm. And in another instance, um, a biblical instance would be would be Judas. Um, mm-hmm. For those un, you know who don't know the biblical story, Judas was the uh, the man who betrayed Jesus Christ for thirty pieces of silver. Uh, and in the last uh, the last meal, the last supper he had before being handed over to the authorities and crucified on a cross, he was um, uh, having the last meal. Judas was at the last meal, and so Jesus uh, turns to Judas and he says, um, "You know." what you do, do quickly, right? And then mm-hmm. it says, and then Satan entered him. Now, mm-hmm. Judas's issue was he, was he was greedy, and he wanted money. He had charge of the, the treasury, um, which was f- for the ministry, like Jesus's ministry, and so he would just keep taking money out of it, right? <laughs> and so, and then the devil seized upon the opportunity of greed. So for Judas, it was his greed that opened up his, you know, uh, the doorway forces and then Satan entered him. So it's these desires or these overwhelming desires that oftentimes open up this opportunity to, um, you know, to uh, to be fulfilled in a demonic way.
0: Mm-hmm. OK. All
2: right. Does that That's, make sense? Yeah, I think that it makes does. Yeah. Sense. I think it, it, it does. Makes great sense. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll have a question here. This was one of my questions that I wrote down in my notes. Uh, how do you feel about okay. um, these uh, sort of weakened exorcisms that are performed sometimes by these uh, evangelical churches? How, can I get your uh, just thoughts on that in general? Uh,
1: you know, there's, there's so many so many people do things uh, for entertainment and so many people do things for um, notoriety and so many do people do things for money and, you know, and, and so it's, it's hard to distinguish somebody's, somebody's motives. But I think if you have somebody coming in every week and it's televised, oh, here comes another exorcism. Well, then we have something to, to look at, you know, Jesus never mm-hmm. did that. Jesus says, Hey, watch this, everybody. I'm going to, yeah. you know, and he just said, you know, come out of the man, you know,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know, basically shut up and come out. Right. And so mm-hmm. he never made this great spectacle of, Hey, I'm gonna cast a demon, everybody. Look at me go, right? That was just not how it's done. So, it was, yeah. you know, so, um, so yeah, no, I know I take issue with, with ministries who, um, um who, who really kind of manipulate, uh, for gain, greedy gain, and and, uh, mislead the mm-hmm. people with false gospels, uh, false teachings in order to or to tell the people what they want in order to have, oh, yeah. uh, more offerings. So, you know, uh, God despises those ministries and, uh, I don't like, uh, the things that God don't like. Mm.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I think you hit some really good points there on the head, especially that last one. Um, there mm-hmm. are definitely some ministries who, many, who many. like, they have this sort of attitude, like they're, they're sort of, uh, I don't know if selling is the right word, but it's it's like sort of selling salvation no, selling. Or, or like if you're not part of their particular congregation, you yeah. know, you might not. know it is it.
1: selling. It is selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: OK. Well, yeah. yeah. So selling, yeah. you know, selling salvation or like there's it is. A, sometimes there's this attitude of like uh, I mean, the, the expression is holier than thou. Right. But like there's sometimes there's this attitude of like, you know, a superiority complex, uh, whether it's, you know, over somebody who's not part of the congregation or maybe somebody just a stranger on the street, just like, you know, you're very. Committed to your uh your particular church, and then there's mm-hmm. sometimes that sort of attitude of like, you know, just being up here and other people are down here, and you're looking down, and you know, you sort of revert to that. Should anything in everyday life sort of go against, you know, what's convenient for you or what's good for you, then like mm-hmm. you'll say, oh well, you know, I'm part, you know, either somebody. I, I I I kind of think of various people that I've known throughout my life, and just like strangers too, or like neighbors where. Even amongst everyday things, they'll sort of throw in their church and throw in their beliefs when something may not have anything to do with that. But it's almost like they're driven by this sense of entitlement of like. And I'm sure mm. you, I, it's hard to explain. I'm really having mm. a hard time here, but I'm sure you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. But it's yeah, yeah. It, it's on that same point that you made, where it's that that selling of salvation and people buy into it so whole, whole wholeheartedly that yeah. it, it gets pretty crazy. Um,
1: it is. It's it's terrible. I mean, is it and it's biblical has always been false. Teachers and false prophets in the land, you know, And you read the books of uh, the book of Jeremiah or Isaiah. God was always saying, you know, you know, you know the, the warning was always to watch out for these false teachers and false prophets. And then and then there's there's false teachers that God leaves in the land to see who the people will listen to. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he says, you know, my people, um, you know, they listen to these false preachers because they love to have it so they love to have it so and they preach out of great greedy gain and they preach out of um they 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 preach out of um you know out of manipulation right so you know as many of them many many of them and it's it's you know it's a shame because but but when you become uh a believer you got to be not only do you got to watch out for demonic things you have to watch out for the motives of the church, unfortunately, Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, so you have to be very, very careful in that regard as well, because you, there's people out to take advantage of you, not just in the world, but, but also in the church spectrum. Um, and that's why it's important to kind of just, you know, stay close to Jesus because you, he won't allow you to be, he mm-hmm. won't allow you to be deceived. Right. He'll tell you, he'll tell you.
2: We do have a question here about demons. Um, question is, can anyone cast out a demon from anyone else?
1: Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. It's biblical. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, but no, but going back to just anybody, again, going back to the story of guys who tried to use Jesus name and got their ass kicked um, because they had no faith behind it. Mm-hmm. um the 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 power is in the, the the faith and the relationship that the individual has um with with Christ this person gets the um the authority and the divine power uh, supernatural power to cast out uh drive out devils and demons uh in his name he says i give you all the power i give you my authority basically he says i give you the authority to cast out um snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Uh and so Jesus himself is gonna put this power into the true uh believer who who really, you know, is a real believer, follows him, and is uh, you know, um who really calls himself by by his name. Now mm-hmm. if you use his name as a lucky rabbit's foot, you run the risk of getting your right. you know, your your yeah. ass kicked from a demon.
0: Yeah, you don't fake it. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. you said, you're going to get your ass kicked, you know. So,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I had, had a, no other
1: eloquent way to put it.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. So, yeah. Now, what if uh, what if you're, you're born again, you're saved, and you feel like you, you have a period in your life where you're getting constant bombarded by attacks, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you it think happens, that could yeah. be due to?
1: That happens, I mean, because, the you know, they don't want you to excel in your faith. They don't want yeah. you to, you know, they don't want you to become more influential. They don't want you, mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't want you effective. Uh, mm-hmm. And so there are periods where you will really fight against the the demonic, and it is a real battle in the mind. They, mm-hmm. will, they will put things in the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will come rapid fire,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you'll think you're going insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but there are real attacks, and you have to learn how to really fight, mm-hmm. uh, fight in the spirit, or fight, you know, against these things. Mm. It's it's learned. It's a learned thing along the way.
0: I kind of have an experience like that. Um, I don't know. It's just a few years ago I was like interested in paganism, right? And mm. I still I bought a book and started reading into it and. I don't know. Just like it's flipped the switch. And then that next year Mm. after was probably the worst year I've ever had my entire life, Mm. like in and out of the hospital alone all the time. It just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it went downhill so quick. And initially I didn't think that's what it was from. But then a few years later, I'm thinking back, I'm like, you know, that, that could have been, uh, something that might have opened me up to that you know I don't know I yeah it's crazy yeah. But. They'll,
1: they'll they'll use loneliness and they'll use isolation yeah. and they'll you know so they use like all these you know all these things you know that uh you know depression and and mm-hmm. all these things you know so that mm-hmm. you know they they use all of these things to you know basically bring down the
0: individual yeah. What's up, Frank?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I'm doing here is I'm fielding a lot of questions from people who are just tuning in who are asking some repeat questions. So if I'm, okay. if I'm kind of doing other stuff, uh, how did you, how do you guys feel? You guys want to start closing up We're getting to whatever it. you want, getting into that time. All right. Let me uh, cue some closing music and then we'll give some final thoughts here. Okay. Awesome. So, um, everybody, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the show, definitely go out and buy the book. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> Is there any other uh places that your book would be available outside of amazon at the current
1: time uh, uh and soon i will be opening up on other platforms but for right now it's uh available on amazon and i have a an exclusive price of four dollars and 77 cents for the kindle version <laughs> um but if you're daring i recommend getting the print version so you can get creeped out by the cover and uh you can turn it over at night.
2: <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. What do you got for final thoughts?
0: I just I thank you so much for coming on, Mr. It's awesome to meet you and thank reading you. your book and thank you. It's really a pleasure. And huh. and how can people find you if if they want to look you up? Uh you can find me on uh, on my social platforms at
1: Facebook at MR Gorga. Uh, and at uh, Instagram at m.r.gorga.
2: Awesome. Anybody who's listening to the show that's one of our fans or follows us on social media, we've linked uh, MR everywhere. So uh, go ahead and you can follow any one of those links uh thank you for me and everyone else for being on the show um thank you we have a lot of listeners here that liked the content so much we're actually going to probably schedule a follow-up episode to further discuss some of the concepts oh Uh, sure yeah yeah so yeah maybe if you're interested at that time we'll reach out and have you on Uh, yeah yeah you're always welcome to come on and give your thoughts on any of the issues here uh coming up any
0: any closing thoughts mr
1: yeah uh Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, when you, again, when you, when you read Demons Among Us, just, you know, read it uh, with an open mind and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and hopefully it will open your eyes to the the things that are happening all around you. So, yeah, that's my closing argument, my, my closing (laughs) argument, that's my closing thoughts. It is a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, And, um, and so you will get a very, very creepy read as well as some very, very, uh, informational eye uh, material.
2: Yep. We got a couple of listeners here that are saying thank you. Uh, we got a thank you from Kazar on YouTube. Oh. We've got a thank you from Inspirational Micah. That says great show. Praise God for the lives he's changed. And yeah, yes, thank uh, thank you from all of us here on the podcast and outside of that, guys, hope to see you again, uh, next week for our Halloween special and definitely catch that book and buy it, buy a copy. I think it makes a great uh, gift as well. So, yes. Uh, we'll see y'all Amen to uh, that. next week and <laughs> be sure to follow MR Gorga for uh, all of his spooky content. And I'm uh, definitely, I think we're, let's do a giveaway, Nick. What do you think? You we should do, do, do away that. the book. Mm. Let's give a book away. Let's give a book away. We're going to plan that wow. out. We'll be, uh, look awesome. to it on social media. I'll buy, the, yeah. I'll buy it tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. Awesome. Uh, have a great weekend and a great night and uh, we'll see y'all soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. and. Off air. How'd you feel? That was about awesome. It? You like it? Like, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I don't know how we sort of measure up to other shows that you've been on, but it was probably- great.